Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode. And this is going to be a special episode of Build Your Team. I've got my buddy, my buddy, Adrian Boisel here. And we're about to have a very different conversation about team building. And as always, Build Your Team is brought to you by Client Attraction Pros. Hey, it's time that you become the thought leader of your industry, and we're going to help you do that and make it fast, easy, and fun. Adrian, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Diva. Great to be here. How you been? Oh, man, amazing. Just got back from yeah. a men's retreat in Temecula. It was deeply, 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 deeply impactful. Like generationally wow. impactful. Yeah, it was wow. one of the best things I've ever, not one of, it was probably the best experience I've had in my whole life. Wow. So I was, I'm part of this mastermind group called King's Brotherhood. It used to be called Billion Dollar Brotherhood. And it's led by a guy, yes. Nicholas yeah. Barely. He brought in a facilitator, a breathwork facilitator named Joey House, who does breathwork and cold water immersions. And he and I built a friendship and have grown closer and closer over the last couple of years. And when I went through everything I went through with my family, he reached out to me and just was like, hey, I was just sitting with plant medicine and you came up and I just wanted to make sure you're okay. And I've just been thinking about you. And we had a kind of a long conversation, kind of told him where I was at, what was going on. And we've just stayed in touch. And then he and I talked like a month ago and he's like, hey, I got a men's retreat coming up called Way of the Warrior. You might be interested in coming and hanging out with me. And, you know, I just want to invite you. You know, it might be a good timing for you, especially since your whole situation's over with now and you're moving forward and then right. like the next chapter the storm has passed and i'm like dude i'd love to come hang out with you so i brought my best friend cameron with me and we drove down there in his tesla and man i can't even begin to tell you just how profound that experience was wow profound man yeah i mean i had conversations with my ancestors just put it that way wow yeah and the generational stuff that's been broken off of me I'm done with caffeine. I'm done with, there's going to be no master. I only serve one master and that's Jesus. And he put plant medicine on this planet, not as some sort of like, I've talked to other Christians who are like really deeply evangelical and all this and like, oh, it's drugs. It's this, it's that. I'm like, dude, get out of here with all that, man. God created that. It's a plant. It's on this earth and it was put here for a purpose. Native Americans used it. Like it's hilarious to me to think that anybody could look at that and think that plant medicine is somehow demonic or evil or like it's just it's funny dude but and they'll like, pop a pill they'll yeah pop but they'll pop a, a pharmaceutical pill exactly or drink soda or you know it's like eat fast food and processed foods but oh yeah. the plant medicine yeah. no that's not okay yeah. it's like yeah. all right yeah. whatever have you ever done plant medicine i haven't well maybe i have but not in the way that you okay i mean Describe it. right so yeah i'm from the caribbean Right. Okay. Uh, and with my mother yesterday, and yeah. I think it was her allergies starting yeah. to bother her because the problem was really bad yesterday. And so she started to feel that. And she said, I got to eat because food is my medicine. And I mean, that's how we grew up. Food was, is a know, medicine. Yeah. And so it wasn't necessarily that, you wow. know, plant medicine, but it was like, hey, understand what you're eating, what you're putting in, and the balance Amen. in things. Amen. 
Dude, that's amazing. Yeah, we were served by this chef all weekend. He goes by namastechef.com. He's amazing. His name is Jordan, mm. and he cooked for us all weekend, all organic, all grass-fed foods, all like everything was prepared. It was like a five-star freaking meal. It was unreal. It was really medicine food. It was unreal. They had this thing called combo. They had some tobacco. They had rape. They had mushroom they had all these different plant medicines that they brought out and for different purposes and different treatments and healing and passing trauma because trauma gets stored into the fascia of the skin right and that gets stuck in people and so being able to purge that and use the medicines to bring that stuff out get it out of the liver the kidneys using the bile in the body to purge the sweating i mean just so many different things that i got to experience this weekend that i've literally never felt more strong more powerful more clear and more me in my entire life, like ever. Dude, that's awesome. So we're talking about trauma, right? And man, it sounds like where you were was absolutely amazing in that re men's retreat, right? Yep. But how does trauma, number one, affect you in business? Yeah, that's a really big one. So, I mean, I think the simplest answer to that is 90% of your business problems are personal problems. And these different roadblocks in your life that really correlate to every area of a business, right? The business is broken down into five categories, right? sales, marketing, operations, finance, and fulfillment. And within each of those, there are challenges and areas in everybody's mind that we have to overcome and learn how to grow and become better at. In operations, you got to be a great leader. You got to be able to hold people accountable, right? We hold people accountable for their abilities, not their inabilities. You have to be able to be a great communicator if you're going to do sales. You got to know how to pull the rope and not push the rope. If you're doing marketing, right, being a high level communicator and taking an understanding from an empathy place, right, the higher level of empathy that you have for the people that it is that you want to help, the better the solution, the better you're going to be able to communicate the solutions that you can provide that you want to provide into the marketplace. So with marketing, being able to remove anything that's keeping you from reaching that highest form of empathy right, is stopping you from becoming the highest level communicator possible. When it comes to fulfillment, right, having drive and determination and perseverance through some of the hard days, hard works, long hours, being able to set boundaries with people and knowing how to respect yourself and others properly, how to treat people, and then finances, right? How we think about money, right? What our relationship with money is. Are we listening to what society has told us? Like money doesn't grow on trees. Money is the root of all evil. Money is bad. You know, people who have money are greedy and we should just be sharing with everybody's and billionaires are bad and capitalism is bad and all these things. Like if you're living in that place, you're living in this scarcity mindset, that is a personal belief system. And if you have these personal belief systems that come from trauma, society, hurts, hangups, or even habits, those are things that are gonna stop you from being the most successful business owner and building the most successful team that you could possibly build. Dude, number one, I couldn't even keep up to keep the notes of questions to follow up with, with <laughs> everything that you just dropped, okay? So if you're listening to us, you might need to go back and listen to that three times to catch all of that. But I wanna take you into something that you said in there that really grabbed me early on in what you said, right? Yeah. And it's bringing a couple of things together. Number one, 90% of the business problems are personal problems, right? And yep. hold people accountable for their abilities, not their inabilities. That's right. Why that grabbed me is because so often we hold ourselves accountable for our inabilities, not our abilities. Correct. So we definitely aren't doing that with other people. That's right. 
right? So, so how yeah, do we get so to that place where we're holding ourselves accountable for our abilities? I think the way to do that is starting small, right? Because that can be an overwhelming feeling for somebody. It's starting small with the simplest things, waking up every day and making your bed, right? Doing the things that you know you need to do that are going to help you set yourself up. The simple things, waking up, making your bed and doing 10, 20, 30 pushups, right? And taking care of your body, waking up and blessing your family and spending time in prayer, spending time in meditation, spending time with the Lord, spending time with whatever your creator is, right? Being able to take yeah. that time for yourself. Because I learned years ago through discipleship that it's in, out, and up, right? And there's these three, there's, mm. it's like a triangle, and so you got to have your relationship with God or your creator. You got to have your relationship with all the people around you, your family, your friends, your coworkers, all these things. And then you have your relationship within yourself. And so I think that if you're going to hold yourself accountable, if you can't honor the words and the commitments that you make to yourself, how you do one thing is how you do everything. You're not going to be able to hold to the commitments. You're going to show up late to meetings. You're going to flake on people. You're going to miss deadlines. You're going to overpromise and underdeliver. You're going to do all these things because you're not taking care of yourself. You can't fill other people up from an empty cup. If your cup is empty, you're not filling anybody else up. And so I think just starting with some of the small daily practices and building those routines into your life that build your confidence. As you build more confidence, you start to push yourself outside of those comfort zones and you start to grow. And next thing you know, you're holding yourself accountable for things that you wouldn't even imagine that you were capable of doing. Like, hey, I'm gonna have a million dollar month or I'm gonna have a hundred thousand dollar month or I'm just gonna have a ten thousand dollar month, right? What does that take in yeah. order to get there? And how do you hold yourself accountable for making sure that that happens? What are the deliverables within that? And starting with the smallest thing and then just building up from there. Yeah, wow. You know, I wanna know how you, if and how you relate to this in what you just said. So I like so many other business owners for a long time rode the business roller coaster. Right. We all uh, do. We do well, we crash. We do well. And my crashes were like crashes, like bankruptcy yeah. crashes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, take five years to recover crashes. Right. And about four and a half years ago, I started to realize that it was a lack of discipline. It was discipline. my own personal lack of discipline. Right. 100%. And so, you know, Adrian said, make your bed. And you may think, well, is that something? And maybe make your bed isn't the thing for you. But there is a place in your life where you know you need discipline and you are completely undisciplined. That's right. It could and be as simple as staying off your phone, right? Yeah. Staying off social media. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So, how do you find that place of discipline? That place where you're undisciplined, I should say. Yeah, I think examining your own life and doing some introspection and doing that deep work within yourself is really important. And you don't know what you don't know. And so you have these blind spots in these areas in your life that you're not aware of. And so being able to have people like you in your life, right? People like me in your life, where we can speak to each other and share the challenges we have. That's what the value of masterminds. That's the value of community. That's the value of being able to become a... Like we need each other. Like we were designed for community. We're designed for people. And whether you're hiring a coach, hiring, going to a mastermind, going to a coaching, like a coaching program or an event like Tony Robbins, right? These are areas where you're going to be able to hear other people's pains, other people's challenges, 
and then you can start mm-hmm. to identify some of those things in your own life. And so just starting to pursue personal growth, starting to pursue the areas that you feel like you're held back is going to start. It's kind of like opening up Pandora's box. You're going to start to realize a lot of things about yourself and it's a lifelong journey. This isn't like, oh, I'm going to do this, this, and then I'm going to be healed and I'm done. Oh, yeah, I won. It doesn't work like that. Like growth right. is a lifelong journey. You're going to be on this growth journey for the rest of your life. So get used to that. Embrace it, right? There's going to be great parts and there's going to be really difficult parts, really painful parts. Through this plant medicine retreat that I just did this weekend, there was some serious purging that I had to do. Some things that, you know, trauma gets stored under the fascist. The body keeps the score. And so there were some really big things that came up for me in areas of my life that I've been struggling with, like drinking caffeine every day. I drink yerba mate teas. I've gone from energy drinks to yerba mate teas in the last eight, nine years. And I use that and it's kind of become my master's. Like, oh, I can't function today until I have my yerba mate. That's just not true. I can go down, do 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 pushups and do multiple sets. And then all of a sudden, like, I'm so energized. I'm like, I have no desire for caffeine. And so looking at my life in different areas, I'm like, man, why am I having this pain here? Why am I having this pain here? And just trying to examine the different areas that I'm struggling in physically and how are those are connected to areas of my life where I'm not performing in and I'm not being disciplined in, right? Not working out enough, yeah. not eating right, staying up too late, binge watching TV shows. Like we all do it, being on social media too much. There's no yeah. one's yeah. immune to this, right? Everybody has these shortcomings. So being able to put yourself in proximity with people like you, like me and other people who are like-minded and are on this growth journey is really the first big step of just get yourself around other winners, other people who have this abundance mindset. Totally agree. Right. And not only do I totally agree, but now let's talk about how do we actually make this happen and work? Because I'm sure someone listening to us right now is hearing some of this and they came here to learn how do I, and from you, some of your history with hiring and managing staffs and teams and that type of thing. And we're hitting you square in the eye and saying, hey, you got to do that in work first and look at you. You got to, you have to be willing to take that lifelong journey. But here's my question for you, Adrian. Is it a, I have to do this in work and I need to just stop and I can't hire, I can't build a team until I've fixed me? No, it's about progress, not perfection. You are, like I said, this is a lifelong journey and it's better to try and make mistakes and then have the opportunity to learn from those mistakes. Those pains are opportunities. Those sufferings are opportunities. Like life is happening for you, not to you. And so when you reach a situation in your business, you let somebody down, you let a client down, you let a teammate down, you let your partner down, you let your wife down, you let your friends down. Those are areas to really look at yourself And what most people want to do is they want to self-preserve, right? They want to be like, oh, it's because they did this. And they want to justify their actions, their behaviors, their shortcomings, because it's easier to just point the finger that way than pointing it back at yourself, right? It's easy to point at other people. But when you start to point it back at yourself, like, what was my part in this? What did I do wrong? How could I have changed this? Could I have communicated better? Could I have been more brutally honest? Could I have set better expectations? Could I have, you know, just done what exactly what I said I was going to do, right? And those are the different types of things that we do in business that we fail in and we let people down. And that's why we crash. It's like we, we burn out, right? Burnout is such a big one with entrepreneurs. A lot of this stuff comes from burnout of just saying yes to too many things. Why are you saying yes to so many things, right? Yeah. Good is the enemy of great. It really is. Good is the enemy of great. You can't say yes to everything. We have to have 
when you have your vision and your core values and you know what it is, your mission and your purpose on this planet is, if those things that come your way that are opportunities don't align with that, you have to say no. Yeah. Because those are going to keep you from living out your purpose and living your dreams. And that's when the burnout's going to start to happen. And next thing you know, you're just overwhelmed and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm so stressed. Right? If you're feeling stressed right now, take a look at your life and look at all the different things and all the different responsibilities and all the areas of your life and the things that you can live without. And it wasn't until I had a major family crisis where I was like, man, I don't need this business. I don't need that business. I don't need that project. I don't need that client. I don't need that employee. I'm going to purge and I'm going to get rid of these things. And as I started to do that, things started to clear up. I'm like, oh my gosh. And then I'm like, wow, okay, I'm starting to feel better. I think I'm going to start going and doing more growth. What is the next area that I really need? And then something else comes up, right? Life is going to keep bringing you these things, keep testing you in order for you to heal these areas and these parts of yourself for you to become your highest and truest form. Yeah. You know, I'm going to take it an aside for a moment. I think I got to come visit Sacramento. I might even need to move to Lincoln, California. So <laughs> I love you. Uh, well, I'll tell you why too, because I did an episode just actually today, actually with Tori Barker, who's a friend of yours who mm -hmm. lives 10 minutes away from you. And, you know, I do a lot of these episodes and a lot of times, one of the things that we as business owners forget is to look at ourselves in the situation. Right. And that's what we've been talking about today. And that's all Tori talked about as well. So there's got to be something in the water out there. That's right. <laughs> because I completely agree with that. And it isn't about perfection. It's about progress. And something that you started to say in there as well is it's also about owning your progress, even with your team. 100%, right. 100%. And recognizing that, hey, I failed you in this way. Yep. Hey, that's huge. That right there, that's a big goal. That's a writer downer. When you have a situation that comes across and you have the humility and the humbleness and the brutal honesty to come to that person and say, hey, listen, I see where I failed. This is an opportunity for me to grow in. I think, you know, and they got like the compliment sandwich, right? I see an opportunity for me to grow, in, but I also see this is an opportunity for you to grow in, right? In the future, I need you to do this for me. I need you to communicate back this to me because you're really good at this. And if I had done my part in it the correct way and you had done your part, we wouldn't be having this situation. So this is an area of opportunity for us to collaborate and to partner in this challenge so that we can both walk away stronger and better. How does that sound? Right. And being able to yeah. have collaboration versus like, hey, I asked you to do this and I know I didn't tell you, but I have a lot going on and, you know, you should have just done it. And, you know, what, what's your excuse? And it's like every, walls go up, people shut down and now they're just in defense mode. You know, and the, so that's a big one. And then what I've done too is recently just through some of the books I've read is like, instead of using like you did this or you did that, it's like, hey, it sounds like you're struggling with this or it feels like you're trying to tell me this or it seems like you're trying to do this, right? Seems like, feels like, mm -hmm. sounds like, right? You're just putting it out there. Hey, this is what I'm thinking. You're not pointing the finger at anybody. You're just sharing from your perspective what you're feeling, what you're seeing, that's what true. you're hearing. And that right there has been a really powerful tool for me within my company. Yeah. And I want to stay there for just a moment because, you know, you started saying that and you talked about the humility, having the humility to accept that fault and say, hey, this is where I screwed up. And, and then you even went into the compliment sandwich, which, you know, some people look at the compliment sandwich of just, okay, I got to say something so that I can get to what I really want to say so that you can hear what I really want to say. And that's not what it's about at all, right? 
And because it doesn't work unless you truly, truly are in that place where you can see where your error, where your shortfall was, own it, and then talk about how you're going to be better next time. That's right. Amen. Right? Yep. Right? 100%. That's good stuff. And that builds culture. That's culture. Yeah, a lot of people don't really think too much about culture. Like we use the word culture all the time in business, but like culture is a process. There's systems and processes that go into building culture. Culture is something you should be doing on a daily basis, a weekly basis, a monthly basis, a quarterly basis, a yearly basis. Like culture building needs to be, it should kind of be added almost as another pillar, but it obviously falls into the operations side of your business in, within culture. But culture is a really, I think, untapped and underserved area of business that people just don't really understand. It's like, it's more of just like a brand, right? Brand is not your logo. Brand goes so much deeper than that. Culture is something that, you create, you know, it starts from the top and, and trickles down from there. I'm part of this mastermind group I've mentioned to you, King's Brotherhood with Nicholas Barely. When we're doing anything hard within this group, whether it's cold water immersion and doing an ice bath, or we're doing breath work, or we're doing workouts on the beach, or like whatever we're doing, and there's something really hard that we're doing, our leader of that group, Nicholas, is always the one working the hardest and pushing himself the hardest of anybody. He's not sitting there and be like, all right, guys. Go ahead and do your 100 push-ups. Right. That's not culture building. He's leading by example. And so when you start to lead by example, by showing humility, honoring people, by loving people, by congratulating people, and like just making people feel seen, feel heard, feel loved and appreciated, that's where the culture starts to catch. It's contagious, right? Culture can be really contagious. Absolutely. And culture propels your company. Ooh, that's a good one. Okay. Culture propels your company. I like that. It does. Because if you have a poor culture, it will get torn down. When times are tough, it will get torn down. Yeah. Right? And, Ooh. you know, it, go ahead. Something just, you hit just you sparked over something huge in me. Pressure. You know, we've talked mm. about through this episode so far about pressure. One thing that I think people are not doing enough of is putting themselves under pressure. Entrepreneurs are a great job because entrepreneurship just creates pressure naturally. But outside of entrepreneurship in your daily life, we have become a society that goes after comfort. Yes. And when you're pursuing comfort, like pressure is like the fire, right? Everybody wants the warmth for the fire. They want to warm their hands and be warm, but they don't want the heat. They don't want the pain. They don't want to be burned, right? And so if you put yourself into situations where you create pressure, right, getting on a podcast episode, getting on a stage, spending $25,000 for a mastermind, doing certification, when you start putting yourself under pressure, I think this is a really big thing. Put yourself in those situations. Put yourself under pressure because pressure doesn't create any weakness within you. It reveals the weakness that was already there. Yeah. And that gives you the opportunity to work on that. Yes. So that's the big thing that hit me was like, oh my gosh, we need more pressure. And people that are listening to this, you need to put yourself into high pressure situations and you're going to be able to see what you're really made of and see where are the areas that you need to grow in personally and professionally. Yes. I heard recently, I'm trying to remember where I heard this. No one drowned from jumping in the water. Oh, you know who said that? Steve Sims said that. I no one Steve. drowned from jumping in the water. Right? You drown yeah. because you don't get out. You stop fighting. Yeah. Right? Stop trying. Yep. 
And so if you're sitting on the sideline saying it's safe up here. Safety is an illusion. A complete illusion, right? Yeah. I love the word pressure. And I also know that pressure creates pressure for some people. And so I'm going to take the word pressure. I'm going to take some pressure off of the word pressure for just a bit. There we go. For anyone who's like, <gasps> pressure, fine, fine. Here's a different word. Get uncomfortable and get yeah. used to being uncomfortable. Like if you're not uncomfortable, you're not growing. That's it. Right? That's and that's the same thing that Adrian was just saying. Go ahead. That's why I do cold water immersion. It is the most uncomfortable thing that I do. And I do it as much as I possibly can. And I don't do it enough. Just being honest, brutally honest. I don't do it enough, but I'm pushing myself every day to do more and more. Like I want to get to the point where I'm doing them daily. Because I know that area is so uncomfortable for me. I'm a skinny guy, right? I'm 155 pounds soaking wet. I don't weigh a lot. I got no, hardly any meat on my bones. I'm bone and muscle. And when I get in that ice bath, man, those first 30 seconds, my brain is just like screaming at me, like, get out, get out, get out. You don't have to do this. You don't have to do this. This isn't helping you. But that's my brain. That's not the truth. Like, that's just my brain trying to save my life because it thinks I'm dying. Right. That's the activation that's happening. The parasympathetic yes. trying to save me. But the reality is, is it actually is one of the most beneficial things that I could possibly do in my life. It helps my immune system. It boosts my energy. It gives me insane clarity. It reduces inflammation in my body that helps me with psoriasis. It helps me with my mental strength of just not getting in my head. Like what happens every time I'm about to get in it, the longer I stand there and like wait, the worse my anxiety, my heart starts racing and beating. And I'm like, oh, why am I struggling to just do this? And then when I'm just like, all right, I take a breath and I just stop thinking and I just get in those first 30 seconds after that. I'm like, Oh, I'm okay. This is painful. in the sense of like, there's it's uncomfortable. I wouldn't say painful. This is uncomfortable, but I needed this. And I tell myself that, yeah. Oh, I needed this. I needed this. Oh, I needed this. And as I get further, further, and then I get out, I'm like, dude, I don't know what I was worried about. Like, seriously, right. that was not that bad. I could have gone in there for a couple more minutes and I'm like, geez, exactly. what was the whole freaking what was the whole thing I was creating in my mind about? Like, why was I so freaked out about this? Like, I should have just done this without putting myself through that pain. Yeah. And, you know, there are parts of your brain that are wired to try to keep you safe, mm -hmm. right? And wired to keep you exactly where you are. The challenge with that is you can't achieve God's purpose for your life if you stay safe. That's right. And if you just stay doing the... Oh, just the normal thing and not yeah. actually pushing yourself. And look, here's the deal. You don't have to go do an ice bath tomorrow. That's not what we're saying either. That may not be where you are today. Adrian right. wasn't there five years ago. I wasn't there two years right? ago. But yeah. he's there today. And it doesn't mean that you're going to be here in two years. It may be something right. different for you. Okay. Because the ice bath actually may not be that thing for you. That's right. That's exactly right. right. Yep. Yeah, Adrian, I watch your ice baths on Facebook. And so yeah. I see those and it is kind of like, Ooh. you know, you and Dennis, you both do ice baths. Oh, that's awesome. I didn't know he did them. That's so cool. Yes. And this is the moment. Look, I'm having a moment. Let's be real. Let's be transparent. I'm having that moment right now. Yep. Okay. I can be honest with you and tell you an ice bath is something I've avoided my entire athletic career my entire adult career. And it's something that people have said, hey, you need a nice bath. And I've avoided. 
So let's go there. Let's go there. Let's go to the stone that the builder refuses shall always be the head cornerstone. Do the thing you fear the most and the death of fear is certain. I don't remember who wrote that quote, but that is so important. Say it again. Do the thing you fear the most and the death of fear is certain. I love it. Fear is not light. Fear is darkness. And that is that, that spirit of confusion, that spirit of like dysfunction that we have to try to remove out of our life. Our bodies and our minds were created for survival, right? But we're not living like we did 100, 200 years ago. You know, when we were first brought onto this earth by God, like we're in a completely different state. We have all these luxuries and conveniences and apps and things that we can rely on. And so people have got more accustomed to this, this way of comfort. And when you're in comfort and you think that you're in this illusion of safety, like you said, there is no real safety. What we need to be doing is thinking about how we can go from this survival mentality to the thriving mentality. And when I do the ice bath, Nothing makes me feel like I'm thriving more in my life, that I'm more powerful, that I'm more capable, and I'm nothing brings me more confidence than getting in an ice bath. Because especially when people are like, oh, ice, oh my God, that sounds terrible. And I'm like, in a way, it is terrible, but it's actually the best thing that I've ever done in my life. Like, because what's connected to it, Atiba, is breath, our breath. We take our breath for granted, right? The air that in our lungs, God-given air. We forget because of trauma throughout our life, we forget how to properly breathe. We start to breathe in this sympathetic way where we are holding our breath or not breathing enough or taking just breathing from the like short breaths rather than yes. breathing from your ribs, breathing from your back, breathing from your chest, breathing from your whole body, right? Breathing is part of your whole body, every part of yourself. And so being able to learn how to breathe again, like when you were first born, when you were a child and before life did all the things that it's done to you, getting back to that state, you can heal illnesses through breath. You can become, I mean, you can cure. I mean, it's just what breath work does alone is powerful. And so the way that I do the ice baths, the way that I'm able to overpower those first 30 seconds is through my breath, through that fire. When I breathe through a straw, All of a sudden, you know, all the blood rushes from my extremities and goes to try to protect my heart and my most important organs. But I start breathing that way and my whole insides just become warm. And I'm like, oh man. And that breath work is so huge. So it's, wow. the ice bath is just part of the equation. It's going back to the breath work and breathing again. You're breathing and the poor quality of breathing that's happening in our world right now is the reason for a lot of illnesses, sickness, a lot of stuff that's happening in the world. And so if we could just get people back to just the breath work, forget the ice baths, let's take that off the table for a minute. What about breath work? Just breathing the right way again. You know, when you're laying in bed, taking 10 really big deep breaths and letting your ribs expand, right? Those, those are the kinds of things that are gonna start to give you that quality of life that you didn't realize. And then when you start doing that and you're like, wow, this is amazing. I wonder what, I, what else I'm capable of, right? You have people like my friend Joey House who put this medicine retreat in this men's retreat called Way of the Warrior together this weekend. Like it all started with the breath. That was the whole thing. That's what fueled us to be able to do everything that we did this weekend and then getting into that ice bath, right? Before the ice bath happened or before the breath work happened, I was like, oh my God, I don't want to do an ice bath. And then once I finished the, the breath work, I was like, oh yeah, that's right. I'm freaking powerful and I can just breathe through this. Like once I have that tool, 
And I understand that breathing is one of my greatest tools in my whole life. Like literally it's up there at the top of all the, yeah. not fitness, not lifting weights, not like drink. It's up there with drinking water. Like if you're not breathing properly every day, you're not hydrating yourself enough every day. And so it's just, it's such a gift, man. And I, I can't stress it enough to people that are listening to this. If you're not doing breath work, start there. It's easy. It's not painful. It's not discomforting. It is empowering. And you will really truly be impacted in a way and it'll lead you to other bigger and greater things in your life. Man, that's awesome. Yep. That really is because you just pulled everything together right there, right? Because do the thing you fear the most and the fear of death is certain, right? And so you just face that with this, with the ice bath that you just had, like you had the fear, yeah. right? You oh, faced yeah. it, it died and you conquered and it made you ascend and realize the power that you have which takes us all the way back to where we started, where you said, and I first heard this from Jim Collins two plus decades ago, good is the enemy of great. Amen. It is. Right? Mm -hmm. And you're saying, I heard you say it. Inside of that tank, as I come out, I realize my greatness. I realize that I have the power. That's so good, dude. Oh man, I just got chills. And a little and a little choked up to be honest. That's your greatness. Woo! Holy moly. That's a that's a big one. Yeah. That's your greatness. You deserve greatness. Do you want mediocrity out of your life or do you want greatness? You deserve greatness. You are capable of greatness. It's literally within reach. And it just takes one step. It's not like go get an ice bath today. Go take a cold right. shower. And no, just take one step. Take 10 deep breaths. There's your first step. Take 10 deep breaths and see how much better. If you take 10 deep breaths and you don't tell me you feel better after that, I can't help you. You didn't breathe. You didn't you breathe. Didn't breathe. So that tells me you need to go back to the fundamentals of breath. Go watch some, hey, go watch some Wim Hof videos on Instagram and then watch and you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. Go follow Wim Hof. You're into social media and you're spending all your time on social media, at least do something constructive with that time and go follow right. Wim Hof. Wow. Dude, this was fun. So good. not that I thought us having a conversation wasn't going to, because it always is. It is, yeah. I always enjoy that. We find a way to connect at a level that isn't spoken and can pull things and see things and feel things. So I appreciate that. I appreciate our time as always, man. And I'm going to have to have you come back and we'll actually talk more about hiring. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll get, we actually get it. But this just started so well. And it was so poignant because there's so many of us right now that even before we get to hiring, we need to really look at ourselves or you've already hired and you're having issues and you're saying, why am I having these issues? And you're not looking enough at yourself. I like the hiring topic. We definitely got to do that because there's a lot there. There's a lot to unpack. Yeah. So we'll it's, get back together and do that. But before we go, before we go, I do want you to take the time because we've shared a lot, but tell everybody who you are, what you do, <laughs> and then how they can even reach you. Nice. Yeah, I'm, I'm really easy to reach. But my name is Adrian Boisel. I am a creative entrepreneur at heart. Always been a creative my whole life, drawing, just, I love to create and anything, create videos, create music. I'm a creator and I'm very creative in that way and doing art my whole life. I started a graphic design business in 2007 full-time 
after putting my income and my future in the hands of jobs and bosses. And I realized mm. like, I'm not ever going to do this again. I don't need to work for anybody. I love people. I serve people. I can solve problems. And the bigger the problems I solve, the more I'm going to make. So I just got to be consistent and I got to be disciplined. And I'm going to go out and make this happen for myself because no one else is going to make it happen for me. And so I started this printing business and the experience that I gave people was so profound in this design and print studio that I had. They just walk in, I design it right in front of them and they'd walk out with their printed stuff. The experience was so profound for them that they were telling everybody. And all of a sudden I went from zero customers to 3000 in two and a half years. Wow. And I was like, it was a whirlwind. And I'm like, and I didn't know diddly about business. Like I knew, I thought I knew about business cause I'd watched my dad and my grandfather and other people in my life. And, but in terms of like running a business and operating a business and all the things I didn't know anything. And I was making a lot of mistakes and having to learn a lot of things along the way, the hard way. And I didn't hire coaches. I didn't hire mentors. I didn't have enough. And so through that transition, I started doing that. I ended up selling that company in 2011, started doing consulting in the home improvement industry, doing marketing consulting, learned how to do Google ads and SEOs, just started stacking skills. I call myself today a skill stacker. That's what I've been doing my whole life, stacking different kinds of skills. Now I'm really focused in this season of my life of stacking skills on the personal side of my life, right? How to be the greatest husband, how to be the greatest father, how to be the greatest me, right? All these skills that I'm learning, plant medicine, breath work, cold water, all these areas, right? And so I've transitioned to consultant, then to agency owner. And then as I've become an agency owner, that put me through a lot of different challenges of running an agency mm -hmm. with being as technical and not really being, I'm an integrator, but I really operate highest on the visionary side of things. And so I rebranded and repositioned my agency in 2022, at the very beginning of 2022, as a social impact marketing agency. I realized about myself that my whole life has always been about causes. Who can I help? Who can I serve? Who can I make? How can I make people's lives better? And yeah. so it, for the longest time, people were like, niche down, niche down, niche down. I need you to go into a niche in an industry. And I'm like, this just doesn't feel right for me. It's not about a demographic. It's the psychographic. What's the heart of the person that I'm going to help? If I'm going to help somebody and they're putting money first, they're not my person, right? If they're putting money first, they're not my person. If, but if they're putting people first and they're like, hey, I want to help veterans. Hey, I want to help animals. Hey, I want to help kids. Hey, I want to help domestic violence victims. Hey, I want to write whatever your cause is. That's what I'm going to help you create the best marketing plan, the best branding blueprint, and then be able to integrate all those things with my agency. So you get all the vision and the strategy. And then I'm going to help integrate all those things into your business so that you can actually go out there and use the purpose and the mission that God put on your life and actually make that a business that you can feed your family and other families and grow and make the world a better place. Those are my ideal clients. Those are the people that I'm helping every single day. So I have a social impact marketing agency and then I'm doing speaking, coaching, consulting, you know, marketing planning. And so that's kind of the season I'm in now. And then I built a community of people like me of creatives that I've been building now called Instagraphics Pro Network, where I'm teaching them everything that I've learned, all the mistakes over the last 15 years. I'm literally sharing all of it on YouTube, sharing all of it in my group for free. Like I'm not asking for anything in return. I'm just giving this stuff away. So if you want to reach out to me, you want to connect with me in any way, go look up my name on YouTube. You can see all my videos for free, or you can check out my website, adrianboysell.com, A-D-R-I-A-N-B-O-Y-S-E-L.com. I'm super easy to reach on social. Just look up my name. You'll find me on Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn. I love LinkedIn. That's the place you'll find me probably the most. But if you need anything, feel free to reach out. I'm here for you. Even if you just need me to hold space for you, you just want to tell me what's going on in your life and I don't need to say anything. Just sit there with you. Whatever it is that you need, feel free to reach out. I'm here for you. Adrian, thank you. And for everybody listening, 
you know, one of the things that I hope that you got there in what Adrian was saying, and one of the reasons why I love Adrian so much is there's just a genuine realness about you. Thank you, brother. Right? And that's just amazing. So, Adrian, thanks for being here, brother. Thank you so much, bro. And everybody out there, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.